better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Chris Schubert from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Wednesday episode of the show, talking defensive free agents, the best available. Chris, welcome. I, I feel good about this list, Joe. The offensive list, we were we were skeptical that we were going to be able to have enough names to discuss. This defensive list, I think there are going to be too many names to discuss. So I'm really excited to to go through this list. What kind of order do you want to tackle this? And we were a little disjointed yesterday on the show. I wasn't expecting you to ask me that. I had a, I had a great follow up <laughs> point that I was about to make. Oh, about no, please! How, if please. it was ten years ago, the list of offensive players would have been sensational to talk about. Uh, but that wasn't the case. So, I mean, you you yesterday on the show, you kind of closed things out by saying something along the lines of, "You think there are guys that can come in and start and be meaningful starters." for a team. And I think the options are a plenty. And so who's that name for you? I have one and I think you'll be surprised by my choice, but who's that one name for you? That's like, Hey, I need defensive help. This guy should have been signed two months ago. I'll give you two names that I think should be on teams starting uh, in, in key roles for teams right now. And one of them near and dear to my heart, because I think he would help my team tremendously right now. Richard Sherman needs to be on a football team right now. I mean, I don't I don't see any sign of him not being able to be a productive member of a secondary for a football team. He was good in San Francisco during his run there. He still has something left in the tank. Is he Legion of Boom shutdown corner Richard Sherman? No, but I don't think that's what he's being asked to do in any of these places that he would sign. Is he still a productive corner that can help you shore up a secondary <clears throat> New York Jets that maybe have some question marks at the back end? Yeah, he can absolutely fill those needs and be a, a nice veteran presence for a team and the other one joe melvin ingram still got something left in the tank and he can yeah. get after the quarterback that that's the one to me that maybe i could see why richard sherman's still sitting out there because he likes to, he, he's his own agent he negotiates his own deals he's probably looking for a really good spot melvin ingram that guy can still get after the quarterback yeah and i think the thing about ingram in particular is that we've seen edge pass rushers be productive into their mid to late 30s so at 32 there really shouldn't be any concern about Melvin Ingram and his ability to produce. I mean, we've seen Terrell Suggs. Uh, we saw Jared Allen, um, Justin Houston. I know he's, he's into his 30s, but like he's been a productive player. Like You can do it. And I think Ingram, who is really athletic, but also has a lot of different ways to beat blocks, he should be on somebody's team. Plus, he's got so much energy. Like I, I just love the charisma and the juice that he brings to the table. And so I think any team would be well served by bringing in uh, Melvin Ingram for Sherman. Do you wonder if opportunity matters for him? Like a couple of things I, I view him as a West coast guy. So do you think like part of part of his issue is that maybe he's narrowing his options, but number two, is he one of those players that at this point in his career going to a contender matters. So you mentioned the Jets, and obviously I think they have a big need at corner. The Robert Saylor thing makes a lot of sense, but sure. for Sherman, like, is he going to wait out a different opportunity? Well, I, I certainly feel that that's probably the reason why both of the guys that we just mentioned find themselves probably sitting where they are right now is they're looking for the right opportunity. They're 32 and 33. Ingram's 32. Sherman is 33. So they're not getting any younger. Their, their careers are in, you know at, towards the back nine, to use the golf analogy, right? Don't know how many years they have left where they can be a, 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 a legitimate you know performer for a team and can really help a team out. So yeah, I'm sure that's part of the reason why we sit here doing this show on July 14th, 15th, whatever day it is. I'm not, I'm not looking at the calendar in front of me. And that they're still unsigned. But I, I certainly think that if you are a contending team, Joe, 
you don't think you can find a spot for Richard Sherman or Melvin Ingram to help your team out? You should. Yeah, you should be able to. Like, those are guys you can't find a spot for? I have two names for you because I think this is a fun first segment. You had your two standout names. Yeah. I have my two standout names. And mine are different. I like your I like your options. My first guy is Steven Nelson, cornerback from the Pittsburgh Steelers, has been a very good starter for them for the last couple of years on a really good defense. Scheme versatile, good ball skills. Like, I don't know what's missing there other than discrepancy in contracts that, you know, perceived value for him versus what teams are offering. But I think he's an above average starting cornerback in the NFL who's 28 years old. Why wouldn't you offer this guy two years, $20 million, something along those lines to come in and be a starter for you? So he's he's my first guy that I have no idea why nobody signed. The other guy is Brian Poole, who I think is an above average slot corner in the NFL. And, and Chris is a Jets fan is nodding his head. Yes. I, I still think the NFL has not. I, this doesn't make sense to me. Slot corners are starters. They're starting players for your defense, but the NFL does not want to pay them. Even if you're a slot only player, like in the draft, you're usually not even an option until like the fourth round. So I, I don't know why the NFL discriminates against these slot players. To me, this feels a lot like Logan Ryan and what happened with him and him waiting it out for a long, long time winds up signing with the giants. And I still think that opportunity is going to be there for Brian pool, but I would have snatched him up a long time ago and had him part of my, you know, mini camp process and get him acclimated to my defense as as a preferred starting slot. Yeah, I mean, to your point, Joe, like the way the NFL is going, like you need a slot corner. You, you just need a guy that you can put inside and, and and can do all of the things that a slot corner can provide for you. And Brian Poole is really good at that role for the New York Jets. And and yeah, I'm surprised that a team hasn't hasn't snagged him up. But I, I Stephen Nelson's another great example, right? And that's why I, I love this group is because I think there are guys that. It's not just I can think of two or three teams that could use any of the four guys that we mentioned. I could come up with seven to ten teams that should be in the mix for all of these guys that would take their defenses to the next level. I think we got a bunch of good players still to mention, which we will in just a second. But first, bet online. It is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can drag all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and the UFC. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in the game. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code LOCKEDON. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. I have a name, Joe, okay. that I want to run by you. And I don't think it fits into the conversation we were just having of guys that we think are, are you know, they established track records, veteran players in the National Football League that can fill a need for your team. This is more of an upside play. And this is more of a, do you bet on a young player getting put into the right scheme in the right situation and him growing into the player that he was in the pre-draft process? With that description, do you have an idea of the player that I'm talking? No, about? I've been sitting here the entire time, <laughs> wondering where you're going. Maybe DJ Hayden. I don't know. Would you take a flyer on Malik Hooker? <sighs> yeah, 25 years old. If you can get him in the right scheme and put him in the right position, there is in the pre-draft process. There's a lot of talent there, and he's still only 25. There is still a lot of untapped potential there. If you could put him in the right spot, I think he could thrive. Malik was a fun player to discuss in the pre-draft process because 
He had an elite trait, and that's ball skills and the ability to defend deep zones. That matters a lot, being a single high center fielder. What that can mean for your coverage spacing is huge. The problem with Malik is he's always been a bad tackler. And when you're the last line of defense, you got to be able to get guys on the ground. And so that was something we debated with him as a prospect, and I think it's been an issue for him at times so far in the NFL. And so, but at 25 years old with his pedigree and what he's capable of to be your third or fourth safety to just to see. Yeah. I think that's a good call by you. He's been hurt, right? Missed nine games the the, the first year and then missed two and three the, the next years after that came back in 2020 and only played in two games. And so there, there's an injury question there, but man, I would just bet on the upside of a 25 year old that if I'm, if I'm, if I got a great defensive coordinator, I'm a defensive minded coach. I would look at a player of Malik Hooker, 25 years old, get him in my system. Let me coach this kid up. And I think I could find a role for him. Again, I don't think you're asking him to come in and be a starter. You're coming in and betting on the upside that he can be a role player for you. Here's a player that I think can be a starter for somebody right now. And that's KJ Wright, linebacker from the Seattle Seahawks. I think he's an average to above average linebacker in the NFL. Obviously we haven't seen him much outside of Seattle, but I mean, maybe this is a situation where teams are looking at younger players that they have. But I mean, at 32 years old, if you needed a sure thing at linebacker, a guy that you know exactly what you're getting, he's a good player. He is a good player. And I I wanted to look at the rest of the linebacker core here because I I pulled it up here to see if there were any other names that stood out to me. And and no, KJ Wright, I think, is the the, the bell of the ball here when you look at this group and, and you see guys that stand out. Quan Alexander, maybe. Yeah. Put in that conversation. The problem with Quan is he got overpaid. But still, I mean, he's 27. He's got great range. He can really run. He gives you speed. But he, I mean, obviously he was overpaid with that deal. And I think that's kind of ruined him in terms of perceived value a little bit. He had a I'm trying to look at it here. Four years, fifty-four million dollars. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that, that's that was a lot like, of money. Especially when he signed it. It was it was a weird deal. Yeah, I mean that 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 certainly is going to you know move you away from from taking on a guy at, at that type of of cap number. Can we give some love to the interior defensive lineman, Joe? I think there's a couple names here that need to get some love. Yeah, let's let's do Geno Atkins. Yep. Kawan Short. Yep. Jarrell Casey. Yeah, I mean they're all in their like 32, 33 years old, but like. These are some of the better interior defensive linemen that we've watched over the last 10 years. And they're not that far away from being really productive players, particularly Casey and Atkins. I know injuries are are an issue for all three of these guys, mm-hmm. but Jarrell Casey going from being like this like core member of the Tennessee Titans, like an absolute cornerstone of their franchise to being traded away for a ham sandwich for cap relief to being injured for the Denver Broncos, like in his only season that he was there to being available on the market that nobody signed to this point. Like we talk about glow ups. I don't know what the opposite of a glow up is a glow down. I guess like that happened quick for him, man. 
So I'm, I have his statistics pulled up because I, I wanted to do a little bit of a deep dive. Taking 2020 out of it because he only played in three games. He's had at least five sacks every year going all the way back to 2013 in which he had 10 and a half. The years okay. after that, five, seven, five, five, seven, five. Just consistent. Yeah, I, he, he hasn't given you that 10 and a half number that he gave you in 2013, but that's a consistent player. You look at Gito Atkins' numbers. I pulled his up as well. He had four and a half sacks in 2019. Joe, we were only two seasons removed from a double-digit sack season from, from Geno Atkins in 2018 when he had 10, and he had nine the season before that. These guys, again, I don't think I'm, 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 you, you, I'm asking that you to sign any of these guys with the expectations that they're going to be their absolute peak performer that they were at their best. But you're telling me that Geno Atkins can't fill a role for a team that needs depth at the interior defensive line? Yeah. You can't find snaps for that guy? Just play 25 30% of the snaps in a rotation. And you're telling me that that guy's not going to be productive for you? Yeah, I'd, if I needed it, I, I'd take a chance on any one of those three. KK Short as well. I, I mean, Short's peaks, man, he was unreal. He was unreal for Carolina. And he signed like a five-year, $100 million deal or something like that. Five-year, and 80 and a half million. 80, okay, he's a big deal. And, I mean, the first couple of years he was good, and then injuries have been a problem since. So some really good – Defense interior defensive lineman available at the edge rusher. We've we've hit on Melvin Ingram, uh, but you know Justin Houston is out there. I know Olivier Vernon. He had an Achilles injury late in the season, which makes that an issue. But Alex Okafor has been a starter for Kansas City, or not? I would say a starter, but you know he's been a reasonable contributor there. Um, not a whole lot of depth elsewhere, though. I would say you want to take a chance on average. You you can, but. To me, the, the edge situation is Melvin Ingram and if you think Justin Houston has anything left in the tank. Right. There's a, there's a clear tier divide, I think, in that group when you look at Melvin Ingram and, and then Justin Houston, and then there's a bit of a divide between the rest of those guys. So not a whole lot else there. Uh, and we mentioned linebackers. Do we want to talk about some safeties? Yeah, we, we do. But first, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto, which is a family business that's been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? And wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brands that their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using rockauto.com. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every single customer. They have everything you can need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure you write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need over at rockauto.com. Folks, you got to know about the flavor variety that exists with Built Bar. There is something for everyone. Let me tell you about these flavors. They have coconut, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, and cookies and cream. I love so many of these flavors. I mean, really, my favorite is cookies and cream, but I can go for orange strawberry, raspberry, any day of the week as well. Maybe you want to try Built Bars, but you don't know where to start. A mixed box is the perfect place for you to start. If you get a mixed box, 
It'll get you two of each of the nine flavors. And not only are the Built Bar flavors the best tasting protein bars on the planet, they're healthy. Check out these macros, 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories range from 130 to 180. They have only four to five grams of sugar, only four to five grams of net carbs, and they are all amazing. They're tasty. They're healthy. Got a deal for you. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use our promo code LOCKED15, and it'll get you 15% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. I know we want to get into some defensive backs here, Chris. A name that really pops for me is Trey Boston from the Carolina Panthers. And Trey has been an interesting player because he's been a primary starter every single season since 2016, whether that was Carolina, the Chargers, Arizona, back to Carolina. He finally gets like a long-term extension. He gets cut after like a season. Meanwhile, he's been one of the most like productive safeties in the NFL when it comes to interceptions and ball production. But for some reason, this jo- this guy just can't stick anywhere. So, you know, it, it brings up questions about like what he's like in the locker room and, you know, it, I, I, things like that. But I mean, I, I've spent time with Trey. I've, I've been to top golf with Trey Boston. This guy's a good dude, man. I, I don't I don't know what the problem is, but um, geez, name drop. Look, man, he's I just feel like this is like at least a starting caliber safety in the NFL that finally got a big deal. And then he got cut right away, and it's like, what is what more can this guy show? I know he's got some tackling blunders from time to time, but he's been a pretty consistent starter in the league. In, in for a guy that's you know just turned twenty nine years old, back you know a couple of weeks ago, guy played ninety seven point nine percent of the snaps last year. Like, <laughs> like I mean, if he if he wasn't very good, he wouldn't be out there for ninety seven percent of the snaps, ninety eight percent of the snaps. So uh, agreed one hundred percent, one hundred percent in twenty nineteen. Shub eighty five percent for the Cardinals in eighteen, ninety nine percent in seventeen. Like, what are we missing here? We don't talk about the two thousand eighteen Arizona Cardinals. That they, they're not a they're not a thing. They they are erased from the from the record books. We don't talk about real the, quick. Why don't we? I, I that's the I'm, that's the the Steve Wilkes Josh Rosen uh, year. Oh, in which, is it? In which they drafted a quarterback and hired a new coach, and at the end of the year went in a different direction at both quarterback and head coach. Is that a bigger black eye than finishing the year last year two and five? Missing no, the playoffs. Probably you're, finishing you're, last you're, year two and five probably comes up a little bit. Your more. season peaking in week ten. Yeah. you know what I mean. They won an ESPY for that. Uh, that I, I'm fully aware. Okay, just wanted to make I'm sure full, that you, full, you... Fully aware. Remember, you know, the Bills, after that, Hale Murray, they won their last six regular season game, two playoff games, went to the AFC Championship game. The, the Cardinals went two and five after that, missed the playoffs for the fifth consecutive season. Congrats, folks. Congrats. You that got a cool ex- meme for the rest of your life. That was exactly the reaction I wanted out of Joe there. You know, did, had Shoop, I, I said this in a DM to a buddy of mine, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to put it out there right now. You remember when App State beat Michigan. Yes. Everybody remembers it. Yes. I've been to Boone, right? I've been to Boone several times. They're still celebrating that win. As they should. The Hell Murray is starting to feel like that to me. Wow. No, I, okay, I get it. I understand it. I mean, if the Cardinals never do anything in the Cliff Kingsbury, Kyla Murray era, it is going to be really the only thing that they have to hang their hat on from, from that time frame. So yes, if, if they never really peak after that, yeah, that's going to be – they're going to talk about that forever. Super cool play, right? Like an oh, amazing play. play. Amazing play for the game. Like a great moment for the NFL. I totally get it. But the, like in the grand scheme of this season, 
It just contributed to the disappointment in my mind. Let me let me give you another example, right? I'll use another Phoenix sports team. Now, this is the Wednesday edition of the show that we're doing. I have to let everybody in on a secret. Game three is starting right now as we're recording this. So I don't know where the Suns are going to sit in the NBA They're finals. already overachieving based on the conversation you and I had about this Suns team. Yes, but I will say this. Joe, did you see the alley-oop? play that they that the Suns had earlier in in the Clippers series in the Western yes. Conference Finals yes. with the DeAndre Ayton dunk. Yeah. If they win the championship, it makes that moment even greater, right? Because they won Good the point. championship and yeah. that is large in, in large part why because they had that great play. The Cardinals don't have that. They just have the Hale Murray, and then it was just like they they just went quiet into the good night, right? They just didn't do anything the rest of the way. So I agree 100 percent To get us if, back if Ayton if the if the Suns don't win the title we forget about that eight and play. We do. Yes. 1,000% I agree with you. All right. I want to get us on. back on track because I want to talk about another player that I liked coming out of college, and he had spurts of being the player that I think we all thought he could be, and that's Kenny Vaccaro. Yeah. He got 30 years old. Yeah. He's been bounced around. He was with the Saints, was with the Titans for the last couple of years. I don't know, man. I Joe, I don't know if you feel this way, and this is actually a really good time for me to ask you this question. In the pre-draft process, I really liked Kenny Vaccaro. So he's just one of those guys that I just constantly root for in the sense of like, man, I want you to achieve the talent that we saw in in the pre-draft process. I think Kenny Vaccaro's been a good NFL player. I mean, he's he's been a, a primary starter, what, every year since 20, since he was drafted in 2013? I mean, this guy's been an eight-year starter yeah. in the NFL. I mean, he's been a good player. So, I, I mean, I think he's met expectations for being the 15th overall pick. Um, I think I worry that he's a little bit more of a throwback downhill type player. And, and so at this point in his career, now he's on the wrong side of 30. He may have to embrace a little bit more of a special teams sub package player, you know, that type of thing, dime linebacker a little bit. So I think that's where he's at, but I'm not sleeping on the career that this guy's had. He's been a good player. He's, oh, yeah, he's been very solid. Yeah. They, but they cut him, right? Like yeah. they, when Tennessee evaluated their problems as a defense, they they must have said, you know what, Kenny, Kenny Vaccaro, man, got to get this guy out of here. Uh, anybody else in safeties that you want? Yeah, to Bradley McDougal. Uh, I know that he maybe Jets legend. Yeah, look, I, maybe he wasn't all that in the bag of chips for the the Jets this past year. But I mean, going back to his time in Seattle, I thought he was a reasonable player, right? Like, not everyone's going to be a top twenty player that deserves a big time contract, but. He's a rosterable safety that I think if he has to start for you, he's not going to make you look silly. He was part of the Jamal Adams trade in the sense of the Jets were like, hi, we need somebody to just play Jamal Adams' position <laughs> since we're trading him to you. Please give us Bradley McDougal back. And they then he was in the trade. So it worked out, worked out really well. Uh, can we wrap up with corners? Because I still think there's yeah. some other names to discuss here. We mentioned Steven Nelson and Richard Sherman. Do you want to have a, a a Josh Norman conversation, Joe? Are you interested in having a Josh Norman conversation? Uh, Josh Norman's 34. I will, I'll say this about Josh Norman. He was not as bad as I thought he would be for the Bills last year. And so my expect, dude, my expectations for Josh Norman last year could not have been lower. I thought he'd be a total liability on the field. You remember watching him, uh, some of those primetime games in Washington? Just guys Because he was a run. liability in those games, Yeah, that's games, because Joe. they played him in man coverage, right? Like, you can't right. play Josh Norman in man coverage. So you go back to the scheme that made him successful, right? The 2015, Sean McDermott, Carolina Panthers, bring him to Buffalo. He's in a familiar system with really good talent around him at safety and Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. That's going to cover him up quite a bit. And so the Bills do a really good job of leveraging routes and making sure that you can't, 
like speeds not the Bills do not have a, a fast se- uh, secondary at all, but they don't give up big plays because they know how to leverage routes. And I think Josh Norman was okay in that. So if you're a zone team and you're looking for veteran depth at corner, okay, Josh Norman can help you, but do not ask this man to turn and run with anybody. Uh, I'm just I'm just gonna read other names to you, and you tell me if you want to stop and talk about anything. Buster Screen, Kevin reasonable, Johnson, right? I think Buster Screen's a reasonable player. Uh, should be on a team. No, you're shaking your head. You're not a fan of Buster Screen. I watched a lot of Buster Screen uh, for a certain football team of mine for, for a couple of seasons. Yeah, and, you know, he got better when he went to Chicago. But- and every time Buster Screen was in man-to-man coverage, there was a, a big play being uh, run against Buster okay. Screen. They, All right. the, the opposing offensive coordinator was like, huh, man coverage against Buster Screen? Throw it to that guy. Wasn't very good. So you're you're on the Brian Poole side of this conversation. Yes, very much so. Um, I let me. Kevin Johnson was another retired. Name that, he retired. Uh, Gary on Conley. Red flags there. Yeah. Uh, Nickel Roby Coleman. Good slot player, man. He deserves to be on the team. Drake Kirkpatrick and Jonathan Joseph, two guys old, that played for the Cardinals last old. year. Yeah. Arizona was signing any healthy body that could come in and play corner. Right. Man. If you could play corner, the Cardinals were interested what, in the skin talk. And about. not to make this a Cardinals podcast, but what, what did they do to solve their corner issues this year? Um, Malcolm Butler was brought in. You know what? That's a good move. That's a good move. I they, they brought back Robert Alford, who who they signed for two years, and he didn't play for them at all over those two years. They brought him back, so they're asking a guy who hasn't played in like two-plus seasons to play for them. Uh, they have uh, Byron Murphy, who's more than likely going to be slot. their starting slot corner. Um, but yeah, Malcolm Butler's really the big... Marco the Wilson in the fourth They drafted um, Marco Wilson and Trey, the UCF corner, who I can't think of off the top of my head. They drafted in the draft... Tay Gowan. Tay Gowan. Thank yeah, you. Not Tay Trey Gowan. Gowan. Tay Gowan. Um, they drafted those two guys who they're probably going to have roles for them as well. Uh, so, yeah, no Drake or Patrick or Jonathan Joseph necessary for the Arizona Cardinals. They moved or on Patrick from them. Or Patrick Peterson. Yeah, he went to the Minnesota Vikings. So, no, they don't need him anymore. That, okay, I don't want to. I'm, I'm not opening up that can of worms. Don't. We'll save it for the, the post show. Um, there's nobody else on this list no, that really stands out to me. No, no. That's that's your, uh, your options there. Um, so, there you have I mean, a lot of good players, right? I mean, Lots like we, players, we didn't necessarily finish on a high note. We no. started on a high note. We had two segments of guys that we think could be starters. We had some in the final segment as well. So if you need help on defense, it's there for you. Tell your general manager to give one of these guys a phone call. So that is going to do it for us today here on the podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. As always, I do kindly ask that you share, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast, and we look forward to catching up with you again 